Hello, and welcome once again to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and thank you for listening to part two of the series, God is Moving What's Blocking You. But first, as has become our practice, let's pray. Father, I pray. We pray in agreement with you as well as with one another, making petitions and requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages through the podcast that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. We pray in agreement for Mandy Williams, as well as my great niece, along with the young woman whom I love like a granddaughter, and so many other young people who are under physical, mental, as well as emotional and spiritual attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. We ask again, Father, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Also, Father, we thank you that you allow us to see your faithfulness on behalf of those whom you have moved so mightily. And we thank you for others who are seeing and experiencing you as Jehovah Rapha. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely, and that all we put our hands to will be blessed according to your word and your will. I pray and make request to you, Father, that each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousand generation, Jesus, should you tarry. I make these requests petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, God spoke to us saying that we will not go into this new year of 2024 with the things that were blocking us from the previous year. In last week's episode, we mentioned the women who were going to anoint Jesus after he had been crucified and his dead body had been placed in the tomb. However, they knew there would be something blocking their way from entering the tomb to do what they had been entrusted with. For many of us, there have been blockages and things with the express purpose of hindering us from accomplishing our God-given task. There are stones in the way, and just as those three women knew, we also know that in order for us to do what we're supposed to do and accomplish what we've been assigned, the stones, whatever they are, must be moved. However, before they can be removed, there are certain issues that need to be addressed. One is who and how. Who's going to move what's blocking your way? Who's going to change the position of things so that you can proceed with your purpose? 
The three women knew the stone needed to be removed, but they didn't know who would do it and neither did they know how it would be done. But for many of us, what we do know is that in order for us to do what God has assigned us, what we've been called, purpose, and designated for, the position of the stones that are blocking us have to change. Just as the women were worried and concerned about how they would get inside the tomb to anoint Jesus' body, there are far too many who are focused on how will they get in. It's not a matter of how they'll get in to anoint the body of Christ, but how they're going to get in into the big named ministries. How are they going to get in into the big ministries, the big churches, the blocked cold tombs that many call churches along with the big names out there? How will they get in? One should not be so focused on how they'll get in that they lose focus as to why they're going in. Let's not become so distracted and preoccupied by the stones until we lose focus of the living stone, the chief cornerstone. If he has told us to go, then he knows everything that we'll be facing, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and God has a plan for it all. In Matthew 28, 1 through 2, in the New International Version, it reads, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. We need to remember that whatever God has to shake up, reorganize, change, and even remove, he will do it. Again, he has a plan for it all. Listen, the angel didn't just roll back the stone. After he rolled it back, he sat on it. It's like he was saying, now if you want to come and put this stone back, then come and move me first. When we are in our Father's will, doing what he has called us to do, God will do on our behalf what he deems necessary. If he's got to send an earthquake, then he'll send one. God will shake what needs to be shaken to move whatever is blocking us. That's not just in ministry, but in our own personal lives as well. He will shake up corporations, governments, marriages, families, businesses, and yes, even ministries in order to get you past the stones that have been placed to block your way. In the Amplified Classic Edition, Mark 16, that first verse reads, and they said to one another, who will roll back the stone for us out of the groove across the floor at the door of the tomb? For those who have something blocking us, we need to take a look at what's helping those stones to stay in place and keeping us stuck. A groove is defined as a furrow or channel. It's a trench, canal, or a hollow place. A groove can either be something purposely dug by humans or animals. They can be indentations caused by nature and time events. A groove can be as small as a, a niche on an old record or as big as a chasm. 
The purpose of a groove is for allowing another material or part to move within that indentation and be guided by it while holding it in place. The grooves in the old vinyl records were there to hold the needle in place in order for the music to be heard in the right way as well as at the right speed. The groove at the tomb of Christ was dug into the ground, allowing the stone to be rolled into it with the purpose of it remaining where it was, keeping things out while at the same time keeping other things in. This groove or sink mentioned here in the Amplified Classic Version is duly noted because it was that groove or trench that was supposed to make it impossible for the women to move it on their own. A groove had to be dug for the stones that covered the opening of the tomb in order to keep them from being easily accessed. During those times, many were buried with valuables, gold, and jewels, so that the grooves helped in the prevention of grave robbing. They were also there to prevent animals from getting into the tombs and desecrating the bodies that were in them. It made it more difficult for a predator to dig holes or tunnels underneath the enclosures. Grooves would not allow access to the tombs from the outside, and specifically in the case of Jesus, it was also purpose to keep him in. To dig a groove was not just a tradition. There was a definite reason and purpose for them, not only for graves or tombs, but once anything was placed in a groove, it was not easily moved. Apparently, this particular groove and stone in front of the tomb of Christ was so deep and so large that although there were three women mentioned in Mark 16, they were more than aware that even with the three of them together, that they would not be able to move it. And yet, it had to be moved. For many of us, the stones in our lives have to be moved. Even though those women knew there was a large stone blocking their way, the decision was never made to give up and turn back. They continued moving toward their destination. They were committed. They didn't give up. They didn't stop advancing to their assignments. There are some questions that we need to ask today. Just how committed are we? Even with the stones hindrances and obstacles that are in our paths, are we going to give up and turn back? Do we still have a groove and is it still holding a stone in place? One that we can't trust God to move? Is there still a wound or such an insecurity that we don't have the faith and have not received the healing to allow us to continue with our commissions? If there is a wound or groove that's blocking you, why is it still there? Why haven't you received your healing? How deep is this thing that's holding your stone in place? Is it natural or man-made? What's the stone or thing that's caused your wound to begin with? Maybe it's not a wound per se, 
but it still needs to be identified as to what the thing is that you think is hindering you from accomplishing what God has anointed you for. What's been stopping you from pouring out the oil that you've paid such a dear price for on the body of Christ? What is it that you think is keeping you from going forth so that others can receive their anointing that God has ordained for them to receive from Christ through you? Let's deal with these stones and grooves. We're not talking about excuses, defenses, and self-justifications, but literal blockages, hindrances, and obstacles in our lives that will keep us from becoming the men and women of God that he has called us to be, whether it's in a pulpit, a street corner, or a Walmart. What stone is your groove keeping in place so that that great gift, that anointing, those miracles, and the very glory of God that's in you and upon you cannot get in or out? For most, the grooves are worries, fears, and doubts. They can be man-made grooves created with the words people spoke against you or your ministry. I remember many years ago, I was asked to speak at a conference. It was one of my first. The person who had invited me was well known, and it was also known that I had favor in her sight. It was one of those times and places where everyone was or wanted to be a prophet. But in actuality, I didn't even realize at that time that's what God had called me for. One of the women there, a prophetess, as she referred to herself, purposely called me out, and until this day, I don't know if it was with the purpose to humiliate me or to make herself look important, but she said to me in front of everyone who was there, and I quote, you're like a half-baked cake. You look fine on the outside, but you're definitely not ready on the inside. I think I might even recall her saying that, I wasn't ready to be with people like her and the group that was there. I also remember hearing sniggles. There were some other deeply humiliating words that followed that I don't remember, but at that time, they could have easily dug deep grooves and placed huge stones. Those words weren't meant for encouragement or even correction, but rather to let me know that I wasn't on the level with her and her friends, the other so-called prophetess. Today, thinking back on the words she spoke to me, they weren't far from wrong. According to her standards, I would never be ready to be like her and the others that were there. Thank you, Jesus. But with the venom and bitterness that she spoke, it could have caused much damage and a great hindrance. But God said not so, and he would not allow that stone to be placed in my life. Words people speak to those who are called to anoint others can dig grooves and place stones. When it's been said that you're like the mother, father, uncle, or aunt, 
who in someone else's opinion never amounted to anything. It can cause heavy stones and deep wounds that will become obstacles. Man-made stones are negative, mean, cruel, hateful words that were spoken into people's lives by a parent, teacher, or even society, and they've been fighting and struggling against them ever since. Man-made grooves are racism, sexism, social injustices, and all the rest. They are still denominations that deny women and other races their cause. They are those that will not allow women to walk in the anointing that God has placed upon them. They are still denominations where women cannot stand in pulpits or minister without hats or scarves covering their heads. They are stones placed in grooves of traditions, rules, and religions that are blocking the ways to keep women and men from pouring out of their anointings onto the body of Christ. A person's groove could be their past life or reputation. It could be a police or prison record or a lack of a degree, a diploma, or even a lack of money. It could be that secret shame of abuse, sexual molestations, rape, or some other embarrassing trauma in one's life that we're afraid of others finding out. But oftentimes those are the very things that God will use from our lives to anoint the lives of others. Face the grooves and stones in your life. Deal with them. Find out their true purpose and then allow God to use them for your good. God is saying, remember what he has spoken to us from Romans 8. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. God knows exactly what he's doing and he knows the assignments that he's given you. We must have faith and remember that God is faithful. As he ministered to my spirit from Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God is going to finish in you what he started. In spite of the childhood trauma or abuse, in spite of the police or prison record, in spite of all the things that the enemy has brought about in your life to stop you, God will shake things up, move stones out of the way, and fill up those grooves all in order to advance you. Hallelujah. God bless you, my sisters and brothers. And please join me next week for part three of God is Moving What's Blocking Your Way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each 
and every one of you.